Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Could you possibly be the jerk for bragging about your daughter's accomplishments? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for picking a revealing bridesmaid dress in order to get one of my bridesmaids to drop? So this has been a long thing coming. My soon-to-be husband has a sister, let's call her Mia. Now, Mia and I do not click very well. I am polite, but I wouldn't say we are friends. I felt I was forced by his family to make her a bridesmaid, or she will be sad. I am going to be blunt, Mia is fat and very insecure about it. This has led bridesmaid dresses shopping to be a nightmare. Never could find something she wants and all of the other bridesmaids and me liking it. So I gave everyone two options to vote on. Option one was getting a dress that can be styled multiple ways. Or picking from a collection so everyone matches but they'll need to pay for it. Option two was I will buy everyone's dress but what I chose the dress and my decision is final. My five bridesmaids voted in options two, one. So I picked out a blue strapless dress with a mini slit. I really like it and I knew Mia would have an issue with it. I sent a picture to all the bridesmaids and confirming the right size before I ordered it. This is where it blew up. Mia was ticked I revealed the revealing dress. This resulted in an argument where she thinks I am a huge jerk and I told her she can step down if she has issues with the dress. She tried to get the family on her side but everyone knows I gave them options and had watched me struggle to find something everyone wants. So I think the main thing here is OP provided multiple options and OP tried to provide some kind of way to find something that was still workable and nothing seemed to work for these people. Honestly, I think a lot of people in OP's situation would be flat out over it at that point and personally, I don't think I can really blame them. Also, hi, I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for ruining Christmas and being upset the only gifts I got from my family were joke gifts? Some background, my family likes to play pranks with Christmas and birthday gifts. It's nothing new. I, female 21, as well as my five siblings from 29 to 37 years old, have all been pranked on our birthdays and on Christmas, and usually it's one or two gifts. This Christmas though, I was the only person to get all joke gifts. For example, I unwrapped a MacBook for my brother, but when I opened it, it was just some chocolate, which I don't eat so I gave it away, and the MacBook was actually given to my sister inside a bag she wanted. Another gift was what I thought was a book I put on my Christmas list was actually just the book cover put on a dictionary. When I asked my mom about the book, she told me she gave it to my sister-in-law. This went on with each present my siblings or parents had given me. AirPods was just a charger block adapter the gift cards were used and had a zero dollar balance a card with monopoly money and so on totaling to about 12 joke gifts i realized i went out of my way to get everyone something they wanted and they'd like or they'd like didn't get anything at this point i was bummed so i went to the living room to watch tv with my boyfriend 
At dinner, they were all talking about how much they loved their gifts, and when my dad asked why I hadn't said anything about mine, I said there wasn't much to say. Everyone but my boyfriend laughed, and my mom said it was no big deal as everyone else also got some joke gifts. I told her every gift I got was a joke gift, and that the ones they got was also followed by the real one. My dad told me I needed to relax as I'm making a big deal about it and I'd have next Christmas to get the stuff on my list. Not wanting to go back and forth, I told my boyfriend I wanted to leave and we can spend the rest of Christmas break with his family, then go home. My family got mad and told me not to go and to just stay because it wasn't serious. I left and put my phone on do not disturb during the drive and by the time we got to boyfriend's parents house, I had several missed calls and texts from them calling me names like ungrateful, sensitive, and childish. They said I ruined Christmas and made my parents upset because I left. The next day, I exchanged an open gift with my boyfriend and his family and one of the gifts I'd gotten was the book I wanted. The book my mom pretended to gift me. I posted it on my Instagram story and not even zero minutes after posting it, my sister sent a screenshot of my story to the family group chat and they basically got mad at me for leaving and telling me I ruined Christmas over some presents. They told me I owe everyone, especially my parents, an apology because my mom spent New Year's sad because of my actions. Now I just want an outside party to tell me if I am the jerk here. Am I in the wrong for being upset about the gifts and for leaving? After reading their messages and sitting on this for a few days, I'm now feeling like maybe I was upset over nothing and need to apologize to them. Gonna edit as there may have been some misunderstanding. My Christmas list didn't include expensive gifts, nor was I upset I didn't receive expensive gifts. I was merely upset because of being pranked with everything I got and being the only person who didn't get a real present, that is all. Another thing is I'll address I didn't do anything to my family which would warrant them doing this. The last big argument I had was with my sister which was over a year and a half ago. Thank you for the replies and I'll try my best to reply to comments while I'm at work. Editing once more to add, I participated in joke gifts when I was a kid. Haven't participated in the last 10 plus years because I didn't enjoy it or find it funny, which they do know. I'll reply with more info if needed when I'm on break or have time to reply. And I'm familiar with the term scapegoat, but truthfully don't fully understand, so I'll research that as well. My only question is, in this circumstance, when they do joke gifts, are they expecting everybody to just get joke gifts for each other? Or do they also get real gifts for everybody else and they just didn't get OP anything? Because if that's the case, I completely understand why OP's feeling particularly targeted here. Nobody found it in their hearts to actually get OP a legitimate gift? Especially when OP went out of their way to get everybody else thoughtful gifts that actually mean something or that they would want. And then to be berated and, you know, told the whole, oh, just chin up, it's not that bad. To be called names and ridiculed, it would make me not want to talk to any of those people. Forget me wanting to come to Christmas in the future, you want me to apologize? Be more worried about me even showing up, let alone responding. I might send one long message just being honest about my feelings, how disappointed I am, and just how disincentivized you are to ever attend any family anything. They ridiculed Opie and asked for an apology for them being upset when they put in so much effort for Christmas and all they got was jokes and pointed laughter. This next story is, am I the jerk for not attending my fiancé's dad's funeral because I was uncomfortable wearing a hijab? I, 27-year-old female, have been with my fiancé, 29-year-old male, for four, almost five years now. He is a South Asian Muslim, but was born here in America while I'm white and Christian. 
He is not very religious, but I am fairly devout in my own faith. His family is also fairly religious. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. ...and his mother and sister both wear hijab. We live on the West Coast, but both of our families are on the East Coast, but my family lives in the South, and his family lives in the North, so they are far away from each other. This is all relevant. The two of us flew out to visit my family for Christmas and New Year's. We flew in on the 22nd, and the plan was to stay until the 2nd, when we'd be flying back home. His dad had been fairly sick for a while, and just a day after we arrived at my parents' house, he passed away. This was unexpected since he'd been doing better recently. Obviously, my fiancé was devastated and instantly booked us flights so that we could attend his funeral together. We would have flown out on the 24th, so the flights were fairly expensive, booked last minute as well. Of course, I was sad to miss Christmas with my family and my parents were very disappointed, but I was happy to go support him. However, a few hours before we were going to fly out, he informs me that I'll have to wear a hijab to enter the mosque for the service and would not be allowed to go to the graveyard either. I did not feel comfortable with this, so I told him I would rather not go. I figured if I couldn't attend the service, I might as well just stay with my parents so we could still do Christmas together and he could come back to join us. This was a very hard decision for me to make, but my parents helped me a lot in making it. My fiancé seemed okay with the decision and left without me, although before he left, he asked if I couldn't just come and not attend the service. He attended the service, but he hasn't come back, and told me on the 29th he'd be doing New Year's there, and hasn't messaged me since. His sister, who I've always been close with, texted me and told me how disappointed she was in me, and that what I did was wrong. I don't think I did anything wrong since I couldn't attend the service anyway. She also said I should have at least paid him back for the flight that he got for me, but it was almost a thousand dollars, and I simply can't afford that. My fiancé makes almost five times as much as I do, and his family is also very wealthy, so I know the money is not an issue. My parents agree with me and said that it was important to spend Christmas with them, especially since it's the first after being engaged. They also think it was wrong of him to completely abandon me and our plans for New Year's. My sister said I should have gone anyway to support him. Am I the jerk? To be honest, there's a part of me feeling like OP did leave their partner hanging here. I could understand coming from a different culture, being slightly annoyed or upset that you can't visit the graveyard, but I really don't see the issue here with the hijab. Really, my question is, why is OP so against wearing the outfit of their customs for this event that means so much to him for surely what isn't going to be more than a few hours? It's not like they're targeting OP or putting OP down or anything, and I didn't see OP include any reasoning as to why they are so staunchly against that part of it. 
For you to say to your partner, no, I don't want to go with you and join you on your dad's funeral because I don't want to wear your customs outfit for a few hours, and obviously it's not like it's a too revealing kind of outfit issue, I think is worthy of being a jerk. Lastly, the biggest point here is it's the mosque's rule. It's not like something the culture demands of OP, that they're forcing OP to cover up and wear this. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my dad the real reason my half-sister won't be in the same room with me? I, 31-year-old female, have a half-sister, Ellen, 34-year-old female. Same dad, different moms. No, I'm not the result of an affair. Ellen and I are not close and never have been. We only saw each other at family get-togethers. Ellen has a husband, Tom, 34. Tom is a nice guy, and when she introduced him to the family, he and my husband hit it off, and my husband ended up hiring Tom to work for him. Tom and Ellen got married and had a baby, and during this time they started having problems. I didn't hear this from Ellen, but from my dad and from my husband, who was told by Tom. Tom then started staying really late at work and then progressed to coming over to our house often for drinks with my husband, and by extension, me. He became a regular visitor to our house and began unloading his problems. This went on for about eight months until one evening, Tom was quite tipsy and admitted he developed a crush on me. Understandably, this meant he didn't come back to our house. He has profusely apologized for this and we're fine now, but obviously I just prefer some distance. I guess that whole thing was a wake-up call for him because he and Ellen started going to counseling. During the counseling, he told her about what had happened because Ellen called me and screamed at me for the whole situation. She said she and Tom would never be in the same room with me again after what I'd done. She made excuses for not coming to family gatherings I was at for a while before my dad confronted her, and she said she and I had fallen out and weren't speaking. I went along with this because I didn't want to tell my dad the truth either. It has been over a year of this. But this all came to a head over my dad inviting both of us and our families to New Year's Eve and getting mad that Ellen wouldn't come if I was going. He started ranting at me that we needed to grow up and make peace, and if we didn't want to talk to each other, fine. But not being able to be in the same room was nuts. I got sick of being berated and said I agree, but it wasn't me who started it. My dad then demanded to know what the fight was about and wouldn't let up. Eventually, I just told him. He's furious. He called Ellen and yelled at her. He called my husband and yelled at him. He is seething that no one told him and that he's been acting like things are fine with Tom this whole time. Ellen is furious with me for telling Dad, saying I did this on purpose and have ruined things with Tom after she'd worked so hard to fix them. I feel bad for the results, but I also feel like carrying the burden of this rift that I didn't cause was unfair on me in the first place. I kept quiet when I didn't have to, but once I was getting heat over it, it just became too much. Am I the jerk for spilling? I don't think OP's the jerk here, especially when it's spilled over and they're starting to get grief because people just don't fully understand the circumstance. And also, as far as not fully understanding the circumstance goes, does Ellen actually fully understand why Tom feels the way he does? I mean, could their behavior be operating under a brandished version of whatever Tom is telling her? Our next story is, am I the jerk for revoking my mother-in-law's babysitting rights because she put my son in a diaper? Me, 29-year-old female, and my husband, 31-year-old male, have a son, 3-year-old male, and a baby girl on the way. As a baby, my son developed a severe allergy to diapers. He'd get awful rashes that took way too long to get better, and nothing we did helped much. Due to that, my husband and I decided to start potty training a bit early, right before he was 18 months old. We talked to his pediatrician and relied on cloth diapers as much as we could. 
After a few months of that, he'd almost outgrown his allergy, but we kept going. Today, he's fully potty trained. He has some very rare accidents, but only when he tries to delay his bathroom trips for too long. When that happens, we wash him up and replace his underwear. My husband's mother was firmly against our decision to potty train our son early. She insisted that it would lead to IBS and that he should wear diapers until he was at least three. She tried to convince us to change our minds for months, but we held our ground. In early December, I had a doctor's appointment while my husband was at work, so I left our son with my mother-in-law for a couple hours. Sometime later, she called me and said my son had a bathroom accident. He hadn't had one in months. I instructed her on how to proceed, as well as where to find the spare clothes I'd packed for him. I picked him up about an hour later. On our way home, he complained about being itchy. I didn't know why until I got him ready for bath time later that night. He was wearing a diaper. He didn't get any rashes, but the diaper was a couple sizes too small, and he hadn't worn one in a long... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market long time so i think that's where the itchiness came from when i asked him about it he confirmed my mother-in-law had said he was still a baby and put him in the diaper when my husband and i confronted her about it she defended herself by saying his accident was clear proof we'd made a mistake by potty training him early and he should go back to wearing diapers for the time being at no point did she apologize we decided she was forbidden from babysitting as well as spending time with our son unsupervised She didn't think we were serious until we went to her place on Saturday. We had to go to the hospital, and rather than leaving our son with her, we took him with us. Now that she knows we're serious, she's calling us dramatic and ungrateful, as well as claiming that we're alienating her from her grandchildren out of stubbornness. She maintains she was right about early potty training being a bad idea and was only trying to help us. I don't think we're in the wrong, but this does feel a bit dramatic. My brother-in-law, who was skeptical of our decision back in the day, thinks we're right to be angry, but it's still an overreaction to revoke her rights to babysit our son. I don't think OP is the jerk. Now, I don't know if there is any truth to if a kid learns to be potty trained too early, they might develop IBS. I don't really understand what the connection there would even be. In my opinion, and I'm definitely not an expert on raising kids, but I think at three years old, if a kid is potty trained, I think that's a great thing, is it not? If anything, at three years old, if your kid is potty trained and she's trying to force him into diapers, I'd be afraid of her trying to regress his behavior and stop development. And the bottom line here is they disrespected your decisions as a parent and what you wanted for your kid. Went a completely different direction and also caused some issues, thank god there wasn't actually a rash that developed. Our next story is, am I the jerk for insinuating my boyfriend's father wasn't a real man? I've been spending the holidays with my boyfriend and his family at his parents' place, and this morning, I woke up to the amazing news that my period had started. What fun to start the new year! So I asked my boyfriend to go get me pads in town. His mother calls me down for breakfast, and now I'm sitting at the dining table with his parents. His dad asks where my boyfriend is, and I tell him he's gone to the stores to get me pads. Both their faces dropped. 
and they exchanged looks with each other before breaking into laughter about how progressive kids of today are and that some private woman things should remain between women. His dad then said that he's never even touched a pack of pads in all his years despite growing up with girls and being married for 40 years and never will because it doesn't concern men. Slightly ticked off, on top of my already bad mood, I decided to respond, was quiet until now, and said that it was funny how he said that with so much pride. Because then clearly he's not a real man if he can't just buy some freaking pads. After trying to stare me down, he blew up shouting about how dare I say he wasn't a real man and ranted for 30 minutes about how much of a real man he was and yet you can't even buy some pads before storming off. Things are now awkward and I'm contemplating apologizing and leaving to make things better. I'm aware my judgment is impaired and it's possible I took things too far. So am I the jerk? I definitely don't think OP's the jerk here. One million percent OP's right. Him saying, oh, well, I'm a man, so I never involved myself with that. I never touched a pack of pads in my life. Is essentially him advertising, I don't want to talk about period stuff. I don't want to touch no pads. Those are icky. To me, that's what he's advertising to the world. And it's one thing to be like afraid or self-conscious about going and buying pads and, you know, afraid that you won't look like a man or whatnot. But to be so sensitive to the point where you can't even talk about such a subject without giving exchanged glances and looking down upon people and declaring how masculine you are, it definitely seems pretty wimpy to me. Our next story is, am I the jerk for still withholding all of the presents I bought for the family because of their pranks? Okay, so in the past couple of years, I started making good enough that I bought a house, and I still have plenty after the monthly bills. My family have all been pranksters, and at times, entitled, my whole life. But Christmas Eve, they took the cake. I was no contact with them for years, but they convinced me to reconnect after I moved closer. For gifts, I got them all good stuff, like tablets for the kids with built-in DVD players, sports memorabilia and camping stuff for my dad, brother, and uncle, specific antiques, jewelry, and appliances for my mom, sister-in-law, and aunt. I brought my girlfriend with me, as what little family she has are horrid. So she was delighted to spend Christmas Eve with my family. Everything was going smoothly, and I warned my family, no pranks on me or my girlfriend at all. They swore none of that would happen, but they could not resist. We got attacked by silly string from multiple fronts. That stuff reeks and gets everywhere. Somehow we powered through that, but then came the gifts. I wasn't expecting much, but none of them even tried. I got dollar store cooking utensils, a pair of insanely ugly holiday socks that I confirmed were also dollar store, and a pink hat. And that was just for my parents. They all kept snickering and recording me as I unwrapped random junk. One being a used mirror to a car I no longer own, and the one gift there to my girlfriend was a bottle of fart spray. I told them I'd had enough, and they'd agree to no pranks. Long story short, they weren't just gag gifts, they were the only presents there for us. I had enough and just started gathering up all the presents I'd brought. They all freaked out and demanded I give them back. I told them all that they didn't change one bit, and they could kiss all of that stuff goodbye. We bagged everything and stormed out. The family keep calling and messaging me that I'm being greedy, I couldn't take a joke, couldn't think of anything to get me, the kids are crying, I don't need to go on. Am I the jerk? I've refused to return any of the presents. So actually very similar to an earlier story here, but I don't think OP's the jerk for being upset when the gifts were all revealed. 
but I do feel like their reaction was kind of nuclear. In this situation, I feel like I would have just cut my losses, acted okay enough. I mean, you don't gotta sugarcoat your reaction to these gifts. And just kind of allowed it to reframe my expectations for anything going forward. OP going nuclear and grabbing all of this stuff and charging out of there, it maybe was a little over the top, even as disappointed as you were. I mean, that's just how I feel personally, but at the same time, it's not like OP didn't warn them. They said, no pranks at all. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my daughter go on a class trip? My daughter transferred to a new school this year. It's a private school, and part of their traditions is a beginning of the year overnight class trip every August. She was too late for this year, but next year's is a two-night trip to Philadelphia. One problem, no more than six people can share a hotel room, and there are now 37 girls that would need one. We found out that there was a group of four day-only kids, three girls and one boy, that actually do stay overnight. At the same hotel even, they just don't do it through the school. The four aren't super well-liked, and there have been bullying issues, especially against the boy, but they're friends with each other, so the parents banded together and decided to just fund and chaperone them themselves to avoid any issues. They do two rooms, one for the kids and one for whichever the parent goes. They've reached out and offered to let my daughter share with them. She wants to do it. I'm not comfortable. Co-ed sleepovers are not acceptable. It's completely inappropriate. We've been back and forth with this for weeks. The verdict is clear. There's no open room she can get into through the school. They're not getting her a single room. We can't afford to do anything similar to the other independent group. And we just can't accept a co-ed sleepover. Going is not an option. She's devastated and begging me to reconsider. She says it's my fault that she even had to transfer school sophomore year and that we've had to move so much that this is the first time we're going to be somewhere for multiple years. I think we need to pass, but now my husband is starting to waffle and say that maybe we should consider making an exception because everything has been hard on her and this is a major school tradition and opportunity for her to make friends. So, first of all, I understand schools being staunchly no co-ed. They do not want to be liable for anything that could possibly happen. And I could totally understand OP being more uncomfortable if it was like a more uneven or just even split. Like there were three boys and only one other girl. But in this situation where their daughter would be going and it would be four girls including the daughter and one boy, I don't think that's too inappropriate. And at that point, you've got to remove your mindset from what the school would do and their liability, but just the trust you would have in your daughter. And I guess navigating through if you're afraid the boy might try to do something. I just feel like with four girls there, it shouldn't be an issue. I just don't think it's unreasonable to say that she should go. I mean, is OP really that worried that this one boy is going to pull all four girls in that room and into doing something? Or that they can't trust their daughter enough that she's going to sneak off with the one boy in the hotel room? That's worth blowing this whole thing up that she's clearly wanting to go to so badly? Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I don't attend my friend's bridal shower after she outed me as a bridesmaid and disinvited me from her wedding, but still wants to be friends? Bride is getting married in May and asked me to be her bridesmaid over the summer. I was ecstatic and of course said yes. Background, I dated one of the groomsmen who also happens to be officiating the wedding seriously for five years. We split amicably back in February due to me traveling for work, us struggling with long distance and simply growing apart. He and I had never ever fought, like really fought, through the entire relationship and breakup. 
We see each other quite often because we share the same friends and a dog that we both love and agree to co-parent. When we see each other, we simply catch up like friends and it's never been an issue. Until November. We got into an argument. A lot of pent-up feelings came up, him expressing hurt about me leaving, me being frustrated that he never conveyed those feelings to me or asked me to stay. That turned into anger toward one another. A couple of days later, we made up and hugged it out. And this all happened in private, by the way, but of course, we talked to our friends about it so they knew. So, Bride has understandably been having a lot of anxiety about us at the wedding and worried something between us will come up. She has, however, not talked to me at all about it. I tried talking to her while the fight was going on, but pretty much was met with silence. My other girlfriends were very supportive and gave me advice, despite their significant others also being friends with my ex. It was a tricky situation because we're all friends, but I wasn't asking anyone to take sides. Just really needed a friend in that moment and didn't get that from her. So instead of talking to me and just asking where X and I stand, she's nixed me from the bridal party and disinvited me from the wedding altogether and ended it with, I love you, you're one of my closest friends, I just have to think about me and my wedding right now. I'm trying to be understanding that she has wedding brain, she has anxiety, and she has every right to be stressed about me and X together, but I can't help feeling so hurt that she doesn't trust me as a friend to be 100% there for her on her wedding day. Is it really terrible of me not to go to her shower? Like, I just really don't want to spend money on a gift after this, especially when I feel like I've already put a lot into this friendship that I'm not getting back out. I just watched their obnoxious one-year-old German Shepherd who's given me scars, by the way, while they're abroad for no payment because I'm a good friend like that. So, someone stop me from sending a Venmo request right now. I don't think OP would be the jerk here. The bottom line is, they're not being listened to, they're being judged and assumed off of stuff that they don't have any real concept about, and they're not even giving OP a chance. I feel like most people in that situation, when they're being judged and put down and told, you know, I just don't want anything going on, you know, I'm just worried that something might happen, And you're over there going, there's literally nothing happening and you have no reason to feel that way about me. You can't help but feel particularly targeted and like you don't want to celebrate this stuff anymore. Our next story is, am I the jerk for bragging about my daughter? My daughter, 16 year old female, is very smart and doesn't treat that lightly. She pushes herself as far as she can go. She's in all the AP classes her school offers. She takes three electives, social studies, economics and computer science and one self-study elective, law. My husband is a lawyer, so he helps her. She takes two second languages outside the mandatory English one. English is a second language in my country. She takes Italian and Russian. Obviously, I'm very proud of her for doing all of this, and I talk about it a lot. This has never been a problem until recently at a family dinner. I was telling my mom about my daughter's recent 100% in AP math when my sister snapped at me to shut up about my daughter already and that she's not that special. I was shocked because my sister was always one of my daughter's biggest supporters. I don't remember her saying one bad thing about my daughter before this. My mom tried to calm my sister down, but her face was red, which was a big tell about how mad she was. She scolded me for bragging about my daughter's accomplishments when I know how her daughter was just kicked out, her words, from AP Math for a few too many bad grades. I didn't know about it. She never told me, but she obviously told my mom since she was on her side. I apologized because I wanted to keep the peace, but I guess it was obvious that I was still confused because she just kept scolding me. 
After a minute of sitting there, my husband just excused us and we left. I've been getting texts from relatives berating me for insulting my niece like that. I'm so confused, but no one listens when I try to say that I don't know. I'm starting to really feel bad and I think I should apologize again and talk to my sister, but I need to know, am I the jerk? I really don't think OP's the jerk here. They're all extremely operating on the assumption that OP knew, and OP clearly didn't know. If OP's out here saying, listen, I didn't know, I was never told about your daughter. If I knew, I would be more sensitive about it and I'm sorry. And for them to just continue going angry dog, bark, bark, barking at OP, you're left sitting there with your hands up in the air like, what? I mean, really, what's going on right now? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.